It's June 1st. You're listening to the President's Daily Brief. I'm your host and former CIA officer, Brian Dean Wright. Your morning intel starts now. The brief you're about to hear is in the same spirit of the actual President's Daily Brief, which is a top-secret summary of the most critical events in the past 24 hours, all delivered to the President each day by the nation's spymasters. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I am your spy, and this is your brief. Here's what we're going to be talking about this morning. First up, there's a virus down in Australia that's doing stuff that it's not supposed to, and all because of COVID lockdowns. We're going to talk about how it could affect you and America. As always, I'm keeping an eye out for developing stories. Put these two on your radar. First, the wheat war in Ukraine. I've got a big update on a plan to punch through Russia's naval blockade, all without using weapons. And lastly, some good public health news. Coffee drinkers, you all are going to live longer than everybody else. We'll discuss that study all up next on the President's Daily Brief. Hey, Mike Baker here. Did you know that a recent survey found that 7 in 10 parents get an average of three hours of sleep a night in their baby's first year? I don't know. That sounds like, like a lot more sleep than we got during our baby's first year. Mothers, you deserve quality sleep. And here's how you can make that happen. Cozy Earth. Discover the secret to better sleep with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding products. And now here's an exclusive Mother's Day. Don't forget Mother's Day is coming up. It's a Mother's Day offer just for our listeners. Use code PDB for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. Cozy Earth bedding products are crafted with temperature-regulating technology. It's adapting to your body's needs through all phases of motherhood. They use only the very best fabrics, materials, and weaves, offering superior softness that invites you to sink into a world of comfort. We use these sheets of the Baker compound, and I'm telling you, they are terrific. And Cozy Earth stands by the quality and longevity of its products. Enjoy a 100-night sleep trial and a 10-year warranty on all purchases. That's a 10-year warranty. Built to last through the hardest days and the longest nights of motherhood. Incorporating Cozy Earth products into your self-care routine can enhance sleep quality and overall wellness. This Mother's Day, treat your mom to the luxury, come on, she deserves, with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear. Head over to CozyEarth.com and use promo code PDB for 35% off. After placing your order, select Podcast in the survey and then select PDB in the drop-down menu that follows. Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, spring is in full swing, and for millions of folks, that means yard work and gardening, am I right? Now, here's a pro tip for those of you looking to spruce up your landscaping. Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the U.S. They've got over 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. Save yourself the time and trouble of multiple trips to those crowded nurseries. You know what I'm talking about. Fast-growing trees is a complete time saver. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all, and it's delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. They can tell you what grows best in your area, how to plant, when to plant. It's like having your own expert gardener. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And listeners to the President's Daily Brief can get an extra 15% off by using promo code PDB at checkout. So go to FastGrowingTrees.com and use promo code PDB at checkout. First up this morning, some remarkable medical news from Australia. They've been studying a common virus called the Respiratory Syncytial Virus, or RSV for short. They've been doing this for a while now because it's been behaving really oddly. During the COVID pandemic, it disappeared basically. And then after the lockdowns let up, it came roaring back. But what's really weird is that this is a winter virus and it's returned during the Australian summer. 
So the scientists set out to genetically map the strains of RSV to figure out exactly what was going on. Before I tell you the shocking news of what they found, we need to recap a couple of previous briefs. Do you recall me briefing you on the hepatitis outbreak amongst kids? To refresh your memories, scientists were and still are trying to understand why some kids all around the world are getting really, really sick with hepatitis, dying in some cases, all with failing livers. Well, investigators are focused on finding the cause, of course, and they're looking with very great concern at how COVID lockdowns might be to blame. To explain their hypothesis, when public health officials around the world locked all of us up during the COVID pandemic, you know, when they forced us to separate from each other, to create special pods of only a few families, then they shut down our parks and our concert halls. Well, all of that meant that our immune systems weren't challenged. In other words, we weren't exposed to all those little bugs like colds and flus for all those many months and years. And that meant that our immune systems got a little out of shape. They didn't have anything to do. There were no bugs really for them to fight, more or less. But then when Fauci and company decided to let us go back to our lives, how kind of them, we got exposed to all those bugs again. Now, scientists think that quite possibly our lazy immune systems that hadn't been challenged in a while, they weren't ready for that sudden exposure. And so we're all getting a little bit sicker than we might otherwise would have. So before this latest study from Australia, Scientists were thinking that that could probably explain the various outbreaks we're having right now of the flu and RSV. Again, these are winter viruses, not summer viruses, and that's when we're getting them. And quite possibly, these lazy immune systems could also explain those cases of hepatitis in kids because it's being caused by a virus known as adenovirus. That normally doesn't cause much of any concern, but it does in this particular strange case post-isolation. Okay, so now that we're caught up, we can pivot back to Australia. Because now we have another alarming piece to this public health puzzle. Scientists and researchers at the University of Sydney's Institute for Infectious Diseases started looking into the RSV bug in particular, the one that I had mentioned earlier in the brief. Now, RSV is a very common winter virus that generally causes mild, cold-like symptoms, and mostly in the lungs. And it's usually a very simple benign infection for virtually all adults, but it can be very serious, even deadly, in babies and the elderly. So when RSV started happening in the summer, not in the winter like it should, they started investigating. And what they found is shocking. Before the lockdowns, RSV had lots of smaller strains or subvariants, and all of those were very well known to the scientists. But after the lockdowns, most of those previous RSV strains that were so well known, those strains went extinct. They're gone. Well, that's shocking. Why? Well, the answer is because Australians, like the rest of us, were socially isolated, and RSV didn't have any hosts to infect. So some of those well-known RSV strains went extinct, but a few survived. The strongest, in fact, the most wily, the most nasty. So that's not to say that lazy immune systems aren't part of the answer to this riddle. Scientists still think that that's the case, at least to some extent. But this latest research shows something else, something in addition, something far more troubling. It wasn't just our immune systems that changed during the pandemic, that got lazy. The viruses changed too. 
So what comes next? The authors of this study said that they aren't really sure. There's one doctor and researcher, his name is John Sebastian Eden. And he said, and I'm going to quote him here, we need to be vigilant. Some viruses may well have disappeared, but will likely rebound in the future, possibly at unusual times and with stronger impact. Stronger impact. You hear that? That's a nice way of saying that we're about to get the hell beat out of us. Pardon the language. Dr. Eden went on to say, quote, we need to reevaluate our current understanding and expectations of all common viruses, including influenza, and change our approach to how we manage all of them. All right, let's put all of this together. Politicians and public health officials like Tony Fauci in the United States locked down the world for years because of COVID. And because we were locked down, our bodies weren't exposed to normal viruses like the cold and the flu and such. That made our immune systems a bit lazy. They got out of practice. Meanwhile, many of the world's viruses started changing too. Some variants and subvariants of things like the cold and the flu and RSV started dying off, a mass extinction event, because they had no hosts, no humans to infect. But some virus strains did survive. Which ones and, and to what effect? We don't know. But what scientists and researchers in Australia have found, at least with RSV, is that these bugs are acting really oddly, infecting people out of season and with, quote, stronger impact. And as you now know, we're seeing this weirdness in other viruses too, not just RSV. We're getting winter flu outbreaks, but in the summer. And as I mentioned, some doctors and investigators are thinking that perhaps the hepatitis outbreak in kids is connected to that strain of the adenovirus, again, which normally doesn't cause any problems at all. And finally, we have this weird monkeypox virus outbreak in Europe. It's spreading via sexual contact, which it's never done before. And it appears to be a bit more transmissible than ever before. And now all that's really strange. Could those last two cases, the adenovirus and the monkeypox virus, be connected to what we're seeing with the flu and RSV? In other words, are we seeing new subvariants of normally benign viruses around the world suddenly become different? because of lockdowns? We don't know yet, but this research from Australia and their warning that we're likely to be hit with, quote, stronger impacts is really important to start talking about. Now, there is good news to all this. So, you know, set down your whiskey if you were just about to drink that to calm your nerves. So even as these viruses and their strains are coming back with a vengeance, they don't yet appear to be more lethal to most people. The, the RSV outbreak in Australia, as an example, that doesn't seem to be killing more people. Is it putting them on their butts? Yes, it is. It, it's a nasty virus, but it's not yet more lethal. And those new flu outbreaks that are hitting people in the summertime and not the winter, well, they don't appear to be killing more people either. So all in all, that's good news so far. All right, my friends, if you were in the White House this morning serving as president of the United States and you just got this brief, here would be my two key recommendations. First, if we've got a quote-unquote stronger impact coming, again, those are the words of the Australian doctors, then America needs to brace for that impact. And that means explaining to the nation exactly what happened. We are all suffering with, well, lazy immune systems because of those lockdowns. And we should now prepare for old viruses acting in new, 
ugly ways. Again, all because of the lockdowns. The president should then emphasize that it's not a cause for panic. And this is key. It's time for preparation. No conspiracy theories needed. We've just got some good old biology going on and some terrible public health policy. And that's the second key piece of advice that I'd have for you if you were in the White House. Ladies and gentlemen, we may be facing a tremendous public health failure, no different than when the CIA failed in their assessments of Iraq or Afghanistan. And if you were president, I think that you ought to call Fauci and the CDC and the NIH into the Oval Office and confirm two things. First, Fauci and company knew or should have known that when you lock people down for years, you will weaken their immune systems because of lack of exposure to little bugs. And then when lockdowns let up, people are going to get hit hard because of that. Second, Fauci and company knew or should have known that when you deprive a common virus of a host, that is to say a person, then some variants of those viruses like the flu or RSV will likely emerge to be more transmissible, more virulent, infecting people at unexpected times of the year, for example. Now, if Fauci and his friends won't answer those questions honestly or candidly, then the president should work with Congress to subpoena them and make them testify under oath. Because if Fauci and company knew or should have known these things, then it's an outrage. None of it was explained to or debated by the American people. None of us agreed to that. None of us consented to use our bodies in that kind of way. Moreover, if they fell short, they need to be fired, just like a CIA director would be when they have a massive intelligence failure. So meanwhile, you and I need to talk about how we might respond as people, as families, because we can't wait for D.C. to do the right thing on this. So here's my advice. Seek out your primary care doctor. Not out of panic, because even with this news, my friends, I'm not seeing a need to panic. But we do need to be prepared. So ask your doctors if they're following this issue, the latest research, and, and what they think. And listen to their advice, frankly, over mine. But if your doctor shares the concerns of their medical and research colleagues in Australia and many places beyond, then perhaps you might come up with a game plan now before you or your vulnerable children get especially sick, all from these various bugs that otherwise shouldn't cause you problems. But I'll tell you what, no matter what, my friends, I will be following this story like a dog on a bone because it's a really big deal to me and I think to the country. So prepare for more to come. Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, once again, Pure Talk is investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. Now, you've heard me talk about Pure Talk before, right? How they provide excellent coverage and service with industry-beating rates. And now, I'm happy to announce that Pure Talk is also providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. Look, that's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Bring your phone, and Pure Talk's eSIM technology makes switching so simple. Or you can get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Make the switch to the cell phone company that I know will provide you with outstanding service and value. Pure Talk. 
Just go to puretalk.com slash baker, that's B-A-K-E-R, just like you imagined, to start saving today. And when you do, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, visit puretalk.com slash baker to start saving on wireless at home and abroad. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundations in the Line of Duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. As always, I'm watching a few other stories this morning. Put these two on your radar. A quick update to the wheat wars. As I briefed you all on previously, there's a bunch of wheat stock in Ukraine, either in storage or in the fields, which are about to be harvested. Well, the world needs that grain, badly. But Russia won't let it out. Well, we got word yesterday from Ukraine's foreign minister that his government is working with the United Nations to fix that problem. The idea is that the UN would work with the navies of assorted countries to lead a UN-flagged operation to escort ships out of the Black Sea, right past the Russian ships blocking the ports. Exactly how this plan will work, it's not known. Very few details are being offered up. I'm digging, making some calls. I'll keep you posted. But this latest news matches some of the great ideas that you all had to have other countries and their navies either escort ships out of the Black Sea or flag vessels as UN or NATO ships to do it. Basically, dare the Russians to attack. Is that risky? You bet it is. I previously briefed you on how wars were fought over ships that were allegedly attacked, namely in Vietnam and the Spanish-American War. But as one of you emailed me, I think Heath W., if I recall, he said something very poignant. With this wheat war, he said... Russia isn't just holding Ukraine hostage. They're holding the world hostage. I think that's very well put. It's a good argument. It's very powerful. Thanks, Heath, and to everyone who wrote. I'm going to keep you posted, as always, on the Wheat Wars. Finally, let's wrap up with some good public health news, shall we? For all of my coffee drinkers, rejoice. A fascinating study of 171,000 people came out from data in the United Kingdom. And it says that coffee drinkers live longer than non-coffee drinkers. All right, so here's the deal. People who drank one and a half to three and a half cups of coffee with one teaspoon of sugar were 29 to 31% less likely to die than folks who didn't drink coffee at all. Now, what's also fascinating, people who drink coffee black got benefit too, but not as much as having one little bit of sugar as well. Black coffee gave you a 16 to 21% less chance of dying than people with no coffee. Now, that's a little bit curious because we know that too much sugar is really bad for you, from causing obesity to inflammatory effects. But this is just one little teaspoon. No caramel macchiatos here, so perhaps that's why. 
So for what it's worth, this study was pretty well done. They controlled for other factors like physical activity and obesity and so forth. Still, it wasn't a clinical trial, just observational data. And that's just a fancy way of saying that we can't take this study to the bank just yet. We can, however, find whatever excuse we need to drink another cup of coffee. And that's exactly what I'll be doing after I end this brief. By the way, I like mine black, no sugar, which apparently means I'll be dying sooner than you sugar lovers, which is really unfortunate. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes your morning brief. One quick little note of cheer. We hit another record yesterday of the most listeners yet. Well done, everybody. Look at our little podcast go. Although, to be honest, we're not so little anymore. Y'all are making it incredibly successful. So pat yourselves on the back. Thank you for the support and the emails. And keep those coming, by the way. You know the email address. It's pdb at thefirsttv.com. Again, that's pdb as in President's Daily Brief at thefirsttv.com. As always, we close out the show reminding each other of why we are here talking about our country and our world. It's the creed of every good spy and every smart American. It's from John chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are. And it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available.